0: What the Fashion is sponsored by Glug Wines. Glug Wines is a London-based wine merchant who believe that everyone deserves amazing wine at home. So much so that they've created their own wine subscription service called The Glug Box. Why not become a member and sign up to The Glug Box, where you can receive sommelier-selected wines delivered straight to your door every month, Included in the Glugbox subscription are tasting notes, access to Zoom tastings, and occasional interviews with winemakers. I mean, what's not to love? You get 25% off your first month and free shipping on all orders. So head online to theglugbox.co.uk or follow them on Instagram at theglugbox to find out more. The Glugbox. Wine adventures delivered to your door. Hello, you're listening to What The Fashion?, a weekly fashion podcast hosted by myself, Jasmine Dunn, and a lineup of brilliant, exciting, intelligent guests, all professionals in the industries of fashion and beauty. I cannot wait to share the conversations we've had together. Whether you're totally fashion obsessed or you just enjoy dipping your toes in the industry, I can guarantee you're going to get something great out of this podcast. Sit down, get a cup of tea ready, get cozy, or go for a run, or do whatever you listen to your podcast doing, and enjoy the very first episode of What the Fashion. this episode, I'm joined by Jennifer Maholsky bray You may not know her by name, but you will have seen her work as a very successful celebrity and fashion stylist. She's recently been inundated with praise after styling Catherine Ryan in the new Netflix show, The Duchess. You'll also have seen her work on Instagram star Leonie Han, as well as in the iconic Gossip Girl, which we get to talking about in the podcast. Enjoy! Small disclaimer, I didn't actually record us saying our hellos, so you're going to have to imagine that we said hello to each other, and we're going to take off from there. I'm a fashion and celebrity stylist,
1: um, I live in London, but as you can probably tell, I have an American accent. Um, I grew up in just outside of Chicago, um, and I lived in New York for a while, and moved here about eight years ago, so Ooh. I live here now, in North London, um, with my husband and my two kids, Oh, that's lovely. How old are your kids? Um, they are two and six months.
0: Oh, six months! Oh my god, that's very young. He's adorable, though. Oh, I bet. Oh my god. Okay. Um, so could you tell me a bit about right at the start? So when you first got into styling, how you kind of got into the industry and how you kind of realized it was what you wanted to do?
1: So I had always known I wanted to be a fashion editor, but I don't think I knew all the different types of editors there are, especially in America. So this is before like Double Wears product came out. <laughs> My first job was at Elle Magazine. I didn't realize that there is like a shopping editor, a market editor and a fashion editor. I just assumed they were all fashion editors. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I really dove into, um, the magazine world, like headfirst. I, I assisted, um, Josie, who was the creative director at the time and we did all the cover shoots together. So I was like, this is like the world I want to be in. It's so much fun. Um, you're always like busy, super busy at a magazine. Um, so I did that magazine stuff for about two years. And then Gossip Girl came around, which a fashion assistant role came up there, and I ended up getting the job, or I assisted in the costume department for three seasons. Oh, wow. Which was really fun, but I hated the hours. It was like crazy hours. It was like nine to nine. And it was just, I couldn't see myself really progressing within the show. Um, So I ended up then from there moving on and assisting some fashion stylists. And then I realized like, this is the best of both worlds. I can do my magazine editorials freelance um, and not be tied down to a single magazine. And then I can do like celebrity and red carpet stuff as well. So I ended up assisting for a couple of years and then began doing my own stuff on the side, like editorial work and, I did some e-commerce stuff for like Modap Randy, and
0: So when you assisted at this point, were you just freelancing by using your contacts from before just to get jobs off the back of each job, like kind of thing?
1: Yeah. And then I think my first job, it was someone from Gossip Girl had recommended me to a stylist um, who they were friends with because they're looking for a new assistant. So I was working with her, Erin Walsh, um, basically full time. Mm. And then I diversified and um assisted some other stylists when she wasn't as busy. And then yeah, I began doing my own stuff. But then I met a British boy um, <laughs> was working there. And um his visa expired. So it was easier for me to get a visa here in England than it was for him to get a visa in America. So or a new visa in America because he already had one with work. Yeah. Uh, so I ended up moving here. And then when I moved here, I basically had to start over again. So this is like eight years ago now. I, I got a job as, at, as like work experience, I think you guys call
0: it. Yeah, yeah. Like an internship, I guess. Or is it more like unpaid is usually a work experience. Okay.
1: So. It was paid, but not like anything. Like
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I did that for about a month at Marie Claire magazine, basically just to get contact
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, from like PRs and be able to like build myself up here. Originally, when I moved here, I thought, okay, I can ask my magazine friends in New York to just like hook me up with um, the magazine people here. But apparently, they're like separate entities. Really? Yeah. So they don't really talk to each other. And that was like mind-blowing to me because I was like, wait, so like Vogue US and Vogue UK don't talk. No, not even a little bit. I
0: guess they wouldn't have to. They're totally separate brands. Like when you look through American Vogue and you look through British Vogue and French Vogue as well, like they're just I mean, all of them, they're just so different. They all have such different styles. You can't see why they'd need to overlap, I guess. But, but. exactly.
1: I just I think in my in the back of my mind I thought maybe they use some of the same shoots. I didn't know. Yeah. Um, or like at least know each other. But yeah, that wasn't the case. So yeah. Um, yeah I did the work experience and then I started assisting some stylists here and I assisted for a couple of years maybe about two years um, while I was building up my client base here.
0: So when you when you went from doing assisting and then going into getting your own clients was there a period of time where you were just inundated with work because obviously you had your kind of slightly more secure assisting jobs and then you had your like freelance portfolio making jobs was it quite a difficult time for you at that point
1: you know what I do so much better when I'm busy I realize that I'm really lazy when I'm not busy so like I like to keep myself as busy as physically possible Mm -hmm. Um, otherwise I'm just like really lazy so (laughs) so I've always been the type of person that's like super busy and like I have like timings for everything that I do
0: yeah so like do you have any tips for people if they're listening who are kind of doing that at the moment. So they have like a job and then they're also kind of making their portfolio. So is there anything you'd say in terms of organization that really helped you at that time? It was
1: like always like I could sleep when I'm dead. So I would literally schedule shoots with photographers who are also up and coming. And I would do it after I was finished with my other job for the day. So we would work until like 1 a.m., 2 a.m. in the morning. Um, So I think I would just utilize my time as much as I physically could and it's easier when you're younger too before you really have like a family and kids because then you have like other priorities that you have to set aside um but if just do as much work as you physically can and it will pay off
0: and do do you feel like things have calmed down for you or do you feel like things are still really manic but maybe in a different way
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah I think so but I think you always are evolving as well. And for me, like I'm trying to learn how to do reels and um, Instagram TV and stuff. And I think that's like, it's been beneficial, I think, because I think it's starting to like help my career learning to do that stuff. Cause I'm at the weird age where I don't really know social media very well, but I'm like trying to learn it because I know how important it is for my future
0: yeah,
1: my career, but it's, one of those things that like I'll sit there at night and like watch these reels and try to figure out how to do them and stuff.
0: I remember the first time I saw reels, I was like, I don't know how these people do it. Like, how did she throw her shoe in the air? And now she's like a different person.
1: (laughs) It's so hard for me, at least. But um, it is satisfying, like figuring it out and um, knowing that it is benefiting me and will benefit me in the long run. So I think you always have to like work hard. Yeah. I mean, my hours aren't as crazy as they used to be, I don't think. But
0: yeah, obviously you styled the Duchess, which is actually where I heard about you from, which is obviously really exciting. And it's just totally blown up. Like the press has been incredible. You've got... Everyone asking where her coat is from in this scene, where her trousers are from in this scene, and she just looks amazing. I mean, Catherine Bryan can you you think she could pull off anything, but I think also people who look like that have been styled incredibly well. So, could you tell me a little bit about the process when it came to styling her? Was it more of her personal style, or was it like your personal style? Was there a muse? Like, how did that kind of work? Um,
1: so I think it's a bit of a mix of our styles, um, Catherine doesn't have the body type of a six foot lanky model. So we do know what works on her and what doesn't work on her. And that's from years of like collaborating together. Um, We kind of have taken her stage persona style, her stage style, I suppose, um, and amplified it. So we have basically used her as the style icon. um, and we also have taken bits from like the Heathers and Clueless and the like Blazers and
0: yeah.
1: um, things that kind of shaped our youth in in the 90s.
0: And she's a very modern woman in the way she dresses because it's very, I'm here and it's very bold, but at the same time, it's very flattering and it's very, I don't want to say it's Instagrammable because I think that kind of flattens it, but it's very on trend And a lot of her clothes you'll have recently found on social media or in an editorial recently. So it's all very real and it's very recent. And I think that barely happens on TV shows because you look at so many of them and you just think, what are they wearing? Like, what planet are they from? Oh my God. (laughs) Uh, So it was quite incredible how you managed to get her so on trend for a whole series. That was um, a bit of luck because we filmed over a
1: year ago. And so... I was just hoping that the trends that we thought would be trends mm. happened. <laughs> um, like the headbands, we um, had partnered with Victoria Percival, who um, is an amazing headwear designer, and she did all the headbands for the show. Um, yeah. And I was like, please, headbands, still be in fashion. Be in, <laughs> be in fashion.
0: I don't think they're ever gonna go out. They're so practical and they look great. Like if you're having a bad hair day, you just put a hairband in and it's fine. <laughs>
1: That, like, took me back to my Gossip Girl days, too. I was like, I just love the headband. Um, Mm -hmm. And Victoria's great, so we were really thankful to have worked with her, and I'm so happy that she's getting so much press from it as well. Yeah,
0: I actually looked into her brand, actually. She's quite a small designer, isn't she? So did you use any other small kind of brands at the time? Like, was that kind of a main focus for you?
1: Um, You know, we didn't have that big of a budget. uh, So I think they just don't, like Netflix being um, they don't really allot much of their budget to comedy, which is a real shame because, you know, it, we could have had the same budget as Emily in Paris, but we didn't. So it was interesting because I used a lot of secondhand things and a lot of um, off-price items. And uh, we borrowed a lot of stuff from designers. Um, the Catwalk Club, we borrowed all of her handbags in the show from because Mm -hmm. those handbags were basically one of them could have been like the whole budget for the series
0: also talking of your gossip girl days have you heard they're doing gossip girl 2.0 now my
1: old boss eric damon is styling gossip girl 2.0 which is really cool um it's really interesting he used to assist um patricia field who did sex in the city and emily in paris And um, he did Gossip Girl, the first rendition, and he's doing the second one as well. So
0: I'm so interested to see where that's going to go. I mean, like, do you have any kind of predictions of the way they're going to go with the styling? Because obviously all we've seen so far is, I think there's one press shot that they've released of them all on the steps, but it's all just kind of school uniform style stuff at the moment. Do you think it's going to be like on trend or do you think it's going to kind of stick with the old gossip girl style like what's your kind of prediction there
1: I think it'll be more on trend he has he I mean he's going to have to bring it to 2020 or 2021 um and I'm really really excited to see how he does it because I'm sure that the characters are really intricate now um and more woke more diversity um it'll be so interesting to see what he does I'm really looking forward to it
0: Yeah, no, me too. I really can't wait for that. I'm definitely going to watch it like mainly for the clothes just to see. Um, So you've obviously done, you know, red carpet and magazine covers and TV shows. What's your favorite scenario to style in? So what's kind of the funnest one for you to do?
1: I love red carpet, Um, especially if you can collaborate with the designer and do a custom piece. That is like by far my favorite thing because you're working with an actress who, or a musician, um, whose body type isn't like a model. So you have to actually be fully aware of what's going to look good, what's going to be flattering, what's going to make them feel the most confident. And I think confidence is so key for anyone walking a red carpet. So I think that's really, really fun to do. And I like seeing like my Work on, I don't know, you, there's something that's like, yeah, on the red carpet. It's really, really exciting. Um, but my second favorite, I think, is magazine editorials just because you have so much freedom. Um, you can basically dress a model in anything you really want, so you know, that's fun. I love layering and I love being a little bit over the top with my styling. I love sequence, I love metallics, yeah. Um, it's a way to really like showcase your personal style
0: that's nice yeah I love your um how fun your styling is like there's definitely an element of just like I don't know there's I love how like you kind of play around with different things and it's not it's not like you you want it to look too sleek and too high fashion like you're fine to throw some pom-poms or some glitter or whatever it is in there and but you have a nice balance to it as well like it's not it's not overly quirky to the point where it's kitsch but it's kind of got those nice little elements in it to kind of catch your
1: eye I I love fashion I think it should be fun Um, I agree (laughs) i I do think there's something really cool about the androgynous look that everyone's been doing but also it's like where's the fun in that everyone's wearing suits um you know and like stiletto but I think yeah
0: there's a lot of beige going around at the moment yeah (laughs) Yeah,
1: (laughs) um yeah it's important to have fun with fashion
0: yeah no I agree I mean I think there's a lot of people on instagram that just aren't doing the whole like really colorful outfits and that's what i love to do i love color i love having fun with color so i just kind of hope we're gonna get out of that kind of kim kardashian yeezy beige kind of trend but i think that's wishful thinking
1: (laughs) influence those kardashians have on fashion is insane it is absolutely mad
0: (laughs) obviously there's been a hugely controversial response to the styling in Emily in Paris I know we mentioned it earlier um but it's just quite interesting because obviously some press is absolutely praising it some press is saying what the hell happened this is really dated or whatever and I just kind of wanted to know as a professional like what is your opinion on the styling in that show just because it's had such a crazy response
1: Patricia Fields, a costume designer. I think she is an amazing, amazing, talented woman in herself. And I think, you know, she's got to where she is because she knows what she's doing. Um, But with that said, I think Lily Collins is so, so tiny and the fashion looks great on her, but I don't think it's for everyone. Most people can't wear crop tops and a mini skirt. Let's be honest. (laughs) Um, So I think, I think it's great for what it is, but I wouldn't, I don't think it's very wearable fashion is what I should say. Um, Yeah. Not wearable for the the everyday person.
0: Yeah. I I think that might have been the, like, the issue that people had with it is that she's basically like the same level that I am now at my job in fashion. And like, I definitely can't afford all the Chanel handbags that she has. So I think that might've been kind of the the issues that people had with it, uh, that it just isn't wearable fashion. Um, but I guess it is good to have aspirational fashion and fashion that is just really good to look at. Cause I mean, even if you look at the Duchess, uh, she's wearing some incredible handbags there. And I mean, I guess you could compare it to that really.
1: I, yeah, I think that it is nice to see things that look pretty on TV and, you know, who's not to say that her grandma wasn't, you know, some multi-multi-millionaire and she died and left her all those handbags, you know, so It's, it is what it is, I think. But I think the way that they mixed vintage and designer pieces was really, really great. One thing that TV needs more of is less high street stuff and more, you know, mixing of pieces, high and low.
0: I didn't realize they mixed it up so much. I thought it was kind of all fresh designer. yeah, They used a lot of vintage, vintage designer, but still. How do you think the pandemic has affected the way that we shop and the way that we buy clothes? I just wanted to know your opinion on how that's going to affect the way we consume clothing altogether.
1: Well, I think everyone owns a lot more sweatpants now. (laughs) 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 But um, I think people are making more conscious choices regarding what they're buying and revisiting their wardrobe, trying to repurpose items. My assistant, Kaylee, she is the best. Um, During lockdown, she was learning to sew. And she's taken like a lot of her old wardrobe and repurposed it into new pieces. And I just look at her and I'm like, Oh my God, you are the best first of all. And second of all, like more people should be doing that. Um, cause it's an easy thing to do. Even if you can't, sew, you can take it to your local seamstress or tailor and they would easily be able to whip something new out of it. Um, and hopefully people are going to buy less fast fashion because buy a piece that lasts I'm a big believer in that Mm. buy one nice item instead of like six or eight small things that you're going to wear once and then throw away
0: yeah I I totally agree I think that's the way it's going to go I think the pandemic has forced everyone to kind of just slow down and think about how they're consuming things in general I think it took a shift like this to change everyone's psychology in terms of their approach to fashion I mean would you agree
1: A hundred percent. And realizing the carbon footprint of just having something delivered as well. So like make sure you really want it before you purchase it. And it's something that you will keep forever. I'm big now that I have um, a daughter is buying things that I want to be able to pass down to her and things that I wish my mom would have bought. So (laughs) I'm like aspirational things, but you know, I'm like, okay, next big purchase. This is what I'm going to save up for. And then knowing that I can one day give it to her really makes me happy.
0: Yeah. I mean, for me, I think it would end up as more of an excuse. So when I'm older, if I have a daughter, I'll be like, oh, I'll buy this Givenchy bag so I can pass it down. I'm telling my husband.
1: (laughs) Is she really going to want like a tatty old Chanel bag that you've worn every single day for the past like eight years?
0: yeah (laughs) okay so one final question at the end if you had to do a clean out of your closet and you could only keep three items what would they be well if I only had to keep three
1: items I feel like that would mean I wasn't working anymore so I would hopefully be on a Caribbean island and I would be in a bathing suit, maybe a cover-up. And then I would have also a dress to sleep in at night.
0: <laughs> nice. <laughs> items. That's really booty. I like that. You didn't go for the practical. You went for the, I'm going to go for some glam desert island look. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I hope you have a lovely rest of your day and it's not too busy. <laughs> um, yeah, I have myself a little schedule. <laughs> but thank you very much. Thank you so much. Have a nice day. You too. Bye. Bye. And that's it. Thank you for listening to the very first episode of What The Fashion. I can't tell you how nervous I was, so I really hope you enjoyed it. Come back here same time next week to hear from a brand new guest, which, to be honest, I'm really excited about. I'll see you there. <laughs> the fashion was recorded remotely via Zoom. The theme music was made by Will Bennett.